everyone, uh, Dave here. Thanks for coming along to another episode of the podcast. I had a bit of a week off last week because it was half term, but back again now. It's November, blue skies, but getting pretty chilly and good to see the Spyrites going well in the league. Um, on the show this week, I've not spoken to a former player, but I'm actually speaking to a current cricketer, but Spyrite fan, as I spoke to Ben Slater. Now, Ben uh, grew up in Chesterfield, uh, has played for the local teams around the area and obviously for Derbyshire too, uh, and is now at Nottinghamshire. Uh, it was really good to have a chat with him uh, about his uh, time as a professional sportsman himself and also as a Spyrite fan. So we kind of split the conversation into two. Uh, the first half is about cricket, where I show my limited knowledge of the game and ask some proper stupid questions. Uh, so thanks for Ben for just going along with it. And in the second half, I felt a lot more at home uh, as we spoke uh, about Chesterfield players and teams of the past. He can get along to some games uh, now that they're currently in their off-season, so you may see him uh, around the ground. Um, So I hope you enjoy this week's uh, chat. It's a bit different, uh, but I hope you enjoy it. So as always, I'm at Spire Legends on all the usual places, Twitter and Instagram, and just find us on Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, If you can like, share, subscribe, whatever it is you do, um, it would be great. And look out for the second issue of Linda's Sandwich Shop, which will be coming out in early December as well. So here we are with the latest episode of Legends of the Spire with the cricketer, Ben Slater. So you are obviously born in Chesterfield, aren't you? Uh, you went to Netherthorpe School, is that right? Yeah. So, so when you were growing up kind of as a, as a kid then, were you like the typical sport mad? kid have a hand at a bit of everything what, what were you like I think I think so yeah growing up um uh, like in my early years yeah obviously born in born in Royal Hospital in Chesterfield but born and bred in in Ballsover really that's mm-hmm. where I, that's where I grew up and and spent a lot of time down at, at Ballsover cricket ground dad and granddad played down there and and yeah from an early age all sports really but I think as as soon as I got sort of into the teens, sort of cricket mad really, and that and that sort of took over, um, trumped everything else, and yeah, it was just it was just cricket really, just from pure enjoyment of playing. I think um, I don't think I thought at that age I'd be I'd be I'd be that good or any 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 good. I just I just wanted to play it because I, I love playing it really. Is it kind of in the blood then? Uh... Yeah, like, yeah, like I said. Um, Spent spent so much time down at Bolsover with my granddad. Um, he played there, my dad played there, my grandma sort of she did the tees and that. And I think in my mum's early days, uh, when she was a kid, she scored there as well. So so yeah, it's sort of it's always been in the blood. Um so yeah, I think that's where I sort of got it from, really. I got I think I got my granddad's talent um with from with cricket. He was he was good. Uh, Good league cricketer, um, but yeah, I don't think I got I got much from my dad really. It's all it's all from my granddad, I, I believe. And how does it work? Because like I've got a nephew who uh, does a lot of tennis, and yeah. like when he was going through the tennis grades as a youngster, like the balls got slowly harder and smaller uh, yeah. as he got a bit older. Is is there kind of a similar thing in cricket, or do they just kind of throw you straight in with it? Yeah, I thought when you start when you're young, it's soft, soft quick crickets, a softball and plastic bat. And then once you get to about 10, 11, that's when, or under 10s, 11s, people will play um, 
play before they get to that age um, if they if they're good enough. Um, that's when you sort of go to hardball, basically. Like the ball's obviously smaller um, than the than the men's ball at that age, but yeah, that's the sort of age that you sort of move into move into playing it with the hardball and and getting used to uh, getting used to hitting you basically and, t- and taking the pain. So yeah, it's about sort of 10, 11. Um, I think I probably I don't know actually. I'd have to ask my my mum and dad really, but I think I probably started playing. Our ball probably before before that really, um, but yeah, that's the sort of age that you you get into the proper stuff, as we should say, moving from the softball. Do you remember the first times getting properly hit by a cricket ball? <laughs> Not really, no, no, I don't, I don't really remember remember that. I do remember certain things from from back from back then, um, but never really anything like that. It was just. Yeah, just like different things, like performances in games, really. Um, yeah, I've played te- 10, I think I played uh, for Chesterfield second team because uh, they were short and I was only small then and my dad wasn't sure, but they only had 10 and I was like, oh, I'll play, I'll play. And um, and I can remember taking a catch. They're trying to hide me out of the way, um, trying to hide me out of the way so I won't get the ball hit at me. Because I, I was I was small and playing sort of met sort of against the men and I remember taking the winning catch to 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 win to win the game and getting paraded off by one of the one of the guys above above his head really so they're the sort of things that I, re, I remember but never not really getting it by the by the ball no might hit you that hard you didn't remember I suppose <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe yeah yeah so who are your kind of uh the the cricketers you kind of looked up to then your your kind of heroes who did you want to be uh ian blackwell probably from a young age he was born in chesterfield played for chesterfield um was at derbyshire then moved to somerset and a couple spent most of his career at somerset now had a couple and obviously played for england as well mm. so when we were young used to go on holiday to devon to see one of my dad's cousins down there and we always used to go to Somerset and watch him. Obviously, it's not too far from Devon Taunton. And yeah, he was, he was probably one who I looked up to just purely purely because he was left-handed batter like me and and from Chesterfield. Um, and then the other sort of people like Brian Lara, uh, people like that. Um, Marcus Trescothic played for England. And then later on, probably Alistair Cook. Um, so yeah, they're... Probably the sort of the people that I modelled my game on, or not, yeah, modelled my game on, or or like liked like watching basically, or, or left-handed like myself. So it can't be no coincidence that I liked like watching them, uh, like watching them bat. Yeah, but well, I'm a bit older than you, but I, I used to love playing Brian Lara cricket on the PlayStation. What on a game that is! Yeah, on PlayStation, oh, unbelievable! Such what a good a game. game. <laughs> don't, make, don't make them like that anymore. That was. Yeah, you used to put the cheat codes in and get the the big beach ball to and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should just play Brian Brian Lara cricket instead. <laughs> yeah, sure. this off. Have a game of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I used to love playing that game. So good. Yes. And and like you went to, so I'm I'm living in Leeds now. Yeah. You you went to Union Leeds, didn't you? So you did yeah. like a sports. What was it like a sports and business management? Yeah, sport business management. Yeah. Uh, 
three years there, left school, went straight to uni. Didn't particularly want to do it, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, but my, one of my the assistant head at, at Netherthorpe, he was the, he loved cricket, Mr. Townsend. He, he loved it and he sort of, he ran the first team there. And for a state school, it's rare that you would have like a cricket set up like they did there. Um, so he sort of came to me and said, look, I think it'd be a good idea for you to, to go to uni, try to get a degree. And, uh, and they had the MCCU up there, the Leeds Bradford MCCU. And it meant you could, I could train throughout the winter up there as well. And at the time, Derbyshire basically said, I probably wasn't good enough to get a full-time deal there. So they offered me a summer contract and the coach there said, I think it'd be a good idea for you to, to go to uni, get a degree, and then and obviously combine that with, with the cricket up there because I was a good standard playing three first-class games at the start of the year against three county sides. So, so yeah, that didn't want to go really, but people who were sort of close to me advised me to, to do that. And, yeah, I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't for... Uh, Mr. Townsend really he basically did everything for me picked the pick my course pretty basically picked my course and um and yeah and yeah and then went to uni had three years absolutely loved it probably be, what, three of the best years of my life how does the whole MCCU thing work so is that like a collection of like yeah. universities or something like that yeah we had three so we had Leeds Leeds Met Leeds Leeds Uni and then the Bradford, the Bradford Uni, and then you played against um, Cambridge, Oxford, Cardiff, Loughborough, Durham. That's five. I don't know if I'm missing one somewhere. Um, and yeah, that's you played against them. That was like the the top sort of level uni uni cricket, and then you had your the other stuff below it, like the, your Leeds Met first team and, and things like that. So yeah, basically that. That's how it worked, and at that time they they had they played friendly well not yeah friendly first class games at the start of the year so get experience um, playing in those games sort of before I before I'd made my debut for Derby so yeah you just train throughout the winter it's pretty full on really probably do three four sessions a week and yeah and try and combine that with your studies and 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 all the going out so it was. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough one to balance, really. Probably the going out and the cricket, not so much the studying, I don't think. <laughs> well, when you're that age, you can you can kind of survive on a few hours sleep, can't you? And you get up, do a lecture, and then do the cricket, and then go out, a few hours sleep, do it all over again. I, yeah, I couldn't do it nowadays. No, but... <laughs> I was all right in my first and second year, but it caught, caught me in my third year, and I was... Uh, if I went out the night before, I wasn't making the lecture before 12 o'clock. But in the first two years, I, I was pretty good. Um, but now, yeah, I'd be, I'd be useless as well. I'd be even worse now. <laughs> so then you ended up, obviously, uh, playing for Derbyshire, didn't you? So so was that kind of an, an ambition from when you were when you were young? You know, do, do you actually ever realistically think that you can end up getting a good cricket career out of it? When you, or does it just, just kind of happen? Uh, probably not. No, uh, I just I think I just played like a trial at Derbyshire under 11s got in, 
And at that point, I don't think it was ever on my radar that I would, I would play professional sport. I just played because I enjoyed it. And if I'm being honest, I, I wasn't, not saying that I wasn't much good, but I didn't score score runs like like other lads did in, in my age group from sort of 11 to under 16s. I was probably lucky to to stay in stay in the squads basically for at that time. But I've later found out that um, one of the coaches, a couple of coaches, saw something in me technically, and they wanted to keep the faith, keep faith, and and they they said that I'd be playing my best cricket at 16, 17, and that's what happened. And that's that's the only probably time that I thought I've got a chance here to to make it professionally or, or get a or get a contract and yeah and, and have a have a crack at it basically but before that I was yeah I didn't I didn't think I would I would make it really just purely because there are other lads um doing better than me but once I got to 16 it sort of sort of took off. Was was there a point where you thought uh you know like a match or something like that where you thought oh actually I could I could be all right at <laughs> this. I could. Uh, I, I always thought I was. I was all right. It was a bit weird because I was scoring runs for Chesterfield. I made my first team debut in the Derbyshire Premier League for Chesterfield at fourteen. Um, I was doing all right in the in the second team there, and did okay in the first team, sort of fourteen, fifteen. But it never sort of never sort of materialised for. For Derbyshire up until that age and obviously playing against the men and in that league was a lot better than playing against same guys your age in, in the age group stuff so yeah just never really never really worked out in terms of weight of runs up until I was sort of 16 really um, yeah like I said that was a time where I thought maybe I'll, I'll get a contract um, and maybe I can I can have a crack here but up until then I was thought I was useless and what what's what kind of uh, you'll have played at loads of really like iconic grounds now? So I was kind of interested to know which which grounds were your kind of favourites that you've played at. Are there any that you you really wanted to kind of tick off the list, or ones that you think are just great places to play? I ticked everyone off apart every ground off apart from one this year, and that was Lords, and that's the one everyone wants to play at. So then I made my debut in. 2012 so I've been playing for 10 years and not and not not and never played at Lords the best ground in the country so this year I finally ticked it off and and got to play there um yeah unbelievable place probably the best ground obviously the best ground in the country the most history and and things like that but other grounds I like playing at was that is the Oval in in London as well I think whenever you get an away trip and you're down in London, it's just a little bit of a different different sort of vibe to everywhere else, especially with the four-day games. You get four days in London and to being so different to up here, it's just, yeah, it's uh, it's always nice to go down there and they're probably the two best best grounds in the country, really, in, in Lords and the Oval. Um, so, yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably have to say that. Those two and obviously playing at Trent Bridge as well, week in, week out. Unbelievable place, unbelievable place to play as well. Yeah, and and I'm 
Spy Rights Right podcast, another Chesterfield podcast. I think it was probably Tom. I think he's the cricketer amongst the three of them. But he asked who did the best tea. Where where do you um, get the best tea? Lords is Lords is probably up there, and I don't think it's as good as it probably was back 10, 10 years or so ago. Um, they serve it on proper like china plates and everything, and it's like a it's like a sit down three course meal. Whereas everything else, you'll probably go up and so you'll have someone serving, but you actually go in, sit down, and you have like options what you can choose from. Um, and that, that, that is probably the best food, food around. But apparently it was even better 10, 15 years ago. Obviously, sport now is, even like cricket now, is going to different, different levels in terms of fitness and nutrition and things like that. But I think 10 years ago, they would, they would serve you whatever you wanted, basically. And there'd always be a bowl of chips on the table. Uh, <laughs> I think Broad, Stuart Broad was telling us, this time when we were there that he said even 10 years ago there was chips on the table and things like that so he said it's and they'd like sticky toffee pudding for dessert and and all sorts but it's not it's not quite as unhealthy as that now but the food is (laughs) yeah it's probably restaurant quality food i would say um and i just think the whole the whole sort of whole sort of vibe around playing at lords and go in being in the pavilion and then yeah, no, no one else does it like it really. Uh, there's no one else. Well, I've only been there once, so yeah, there's nothing else that probably compares to how they they do the food. But the best, the best food, the best food is when you play club cricket and the tea's there because that's just yeah, it's just what like whatever potato wedges, pizza, cakes, <laughs> <The> free for all. <laughs> yeah, like loads of sandwiches and yeah, basically nothing healthy about those and. So they're so they're the best ones, really. The the club cricket tees, but they've sort of died a death since COVID, I think. So pretty devastated when I go back to Chesterfield now, and it's it's bring your own bring your own uh, bring your own lunch. Just have to nip to Greg's and get a baguette from there. Really. <laughs> so yeah, um, not not an energy gel in sight there then. <laughs> not, not when you're playing club cricket, no. Not for not for not at Chesterfield. That's for sure. So, and obviously, you mentioned now at Nottinghamshire. I've got, a, I've got um, a silly question number one because uh, I'm probably asking questions that are really stupid. But you get like uh, you get a squad number, don't you? Yeah. So you're are you squad number twenty nine. Is that right? Twenty six. Twenty six. Um, yeah. Do, is, does that work the same way in football? Do you get to pick it? Do you get given it? Do you get to have like a favourite number? Has it worked? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. First con when I first signed at 18, um, signed the contract, and they asked what number you want. Um, I chose 26. I couldn't decide what what I was gonna what I was gonna go with. 26 is my birthday, so that was up there. But me and one of my mates at, at uni just put loads of numbers in a hat that I liked um, one evening in, in the halls or residence and pick the first one out the first one was 26 so I thought it's, I was that I should have picked that one anyway but yeah that was the first out and that's what I had in my head so I just went with it and luckily when I came to knots no one had 26 so just kept kept it going with, with 26 really I suppose it's good to have a number that's not too popular because <laughs> then if you ever do move on 
there's kind of a likelihood that you can still get the number. <laughs> yeah, it's so. a bit different. It's a bit different in, in cricket though. Lads will lads will sort of have numbers. There's not many lads in our team who've got single digit numbers because they'll have when you, you grow up, you'll especially in the past when I was there, you would never go for sort of the lower numbers. Like it's a bit different now. Uh, but when I was sort of growing up. All the big big players would have the would have the big numbers like yeah. the single digits or the tens and and whatever you like that. Um, but now I think it's different because that's sort of my age. We'll pick numbers for sort of sentimental reasons and then just stick with them. Um, yeah, I know a lot. There's a lot a lot of lads have done here since they moved. They'll they'll have picked carried on their same number that they've they've had since they were since they were younger at a different club. So yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a bit different to football, really. Everyone wants the everyone wants the uh, the single digits, don't they? they do. The, the strikers want nine and ten, and so yeah, it's a bit different to bit, bit different to and, football. And my other silly question uh, was obviously a left-handed batsman. So obviously, if you're a left-footed footballer, yeah, then it can be a bit of an advantage sometimes because you don't have many always have many left footers. Um, <laughs> I, I, and there's kind of pros and cons of being a left footer in football. Are there similar kind of things in cricket, or does it just really not matter? Um, not really, not really. No, um, don't think so. I'd say we were probably at a bit of a bit more of a disadvantage, really, when it comes to to facing spin bowls as left-handers, because there's always rough created by the bowlers follow through, and that's always sort of near that's always makes it harder for us batting wise because there's more right hand bowlers than left arm so it, it makes it a little bit harder but yeah there's not really um, much difference really because certain bowlers will like bowling at right handers and the like then different ones will prefer bowling at left handers and and vice versa really and so I don't think really like like foot it's not really like football in that sort of sense where you're not at an advantage because you you bat 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 right hand or left. It probably comes more into bowling because there's not as many left arm bowlers as, as right. So if you're a good left arm bowler, someone's probably more likely to have a look at you if you're the same standard right arm or something like that. Basically, it's, that's probably more of a more of a standout. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm just a lefty myself, so I always uh, <laughs> always uh, bang that drum. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you had a successful season this last season. This time, yeah, yeah, I was winning Division Two and and going and getting promoted. So, so yeah, we've we done well to do that. Last year we were we were very good as well. We we top. It was a bit different the format last year. We topped our group and went into a playoff for the championship. In, in the played four games at the end of the season and whoever finished top of that mini league won the championship on a whole and because it was a little bit different there were a few rules where which meant eventually we finished third but we had the most wins and the most points in the country and we still finished third so yeah that was a bit of a, a bit of one to take and and then they reverted the divisions back to to two divisions and because of COVID, we went back to where we were before pre-COVID. And it meant we went to Division Two, even though we were the best, we were the best team in the country 
stats wise but points wise we were third and we went down to division two so it didn't really make sense but we just got on with it and there's nothing we could do and and yeah everyone expected us to to sort of win it but when there's expectation like that obviously you're a bit of a hide into nothing so I think we did well to sort of live up to that and and and, and win it and, and go up yeah yeah like you say the pressure the pressure of expectation is is something you have to really get used to handling I suppose isn't it yeah I think so especially having how well we did the, the previous year we had a couple of lean years the the two years before that um because we got quite a few new signings in and it's difficult four-day cricket it's completely different to the shorter forms um there's a lot more that a lot more that goes on tactically and and things like that and a lot more there can be a lot more factors that influence outcomes of games whereas in the short forms it doesn't you don't really find it like that so yeah it took us a couple of years to sort of gel um get to know each other and and find the formula that worked and uh luckily the last two years that's that's all come to fruition and yeah and, and we've been we've been very good yeah and and there was the time what what was the highest you've ever scored what two, 225 was it yeah 225 against Durham yeah yeah i mean does that become a bit of a mental slog after a while when you it's going uh, like that because it's no. a lot of time a lot of time out there isn't it i can't remember what it was now i think about for 10 hours or something like that straight across like two days or some across two days of the game i think it was something like i can't remember don't quote me on that but i'd imagine it was it was around that that sort of that sort of time frame it was probably more physical towards the end I was starting to, because I'd been on my feet for nearly two days. Um, so, yeah, it was more physical, really, than the mental. At that point, I'd sort of, I probably won the mental battle. And by the time I got to sort of 150, 140, 150, the bowlers not sort of given up, but try and get the guys out at the other end, basically, rather than rather than try and bowl at me. So you, you're playing well. Um so mentally, I was I was all right, but physically towards the end, it was it was tough. I remember coming off at one of the breaks for um, for lunch or tea or whichever one it was, and had to sort of get stretched out by the by the physio and the strength and conditioning coach because I was I was struggling with that. But yeah, it was probably more physical than the mental aspect. I think. I've seen two balls then <laughs> any points <laughs> so I well, it, just, it just feels like the ball gets bigger when you've been when you've been batting for, for so long um when you first go in the ball looks looks tiny um and then it feels like yeah like when i was in that innings i didn't just don't feel like you're ever going to get out really um yeah i've not had many of them but uh it was it was nice it was a nice day uh one that i'll look back on fondly probably at the end of my end of my career like being back to the beach ball with Brian Lara cricket yeah that's, that's it yeah put the cheat codes in that day and uh, away I went <laughs> wish I could do that every time <laughs> we'll, we'll go on to like football then so obviously you're a Chesterfield fan yeah um so how when do you first remember kind of going to a Chesterfield game or anything like that what what's your kind of era I wouldn't be able to tell you the year. I was trying to think about it earlier on. 
it was obviously old Saltergate, and I've got memories of being on uh, Compton Street with my dad. And that must have been, I must have been young then, sort of, I don't know what, when you start really remembering things, probably seven, eight, six, seven, eight, probably around those, that sort of time. I'm guessing, maybe a bit older. Uh, but yeah, I have memories on there and of sitting, we always used to sit that side. And then, yeah, other memories are sort of when I started going with my mates from school. So they're the most sort of probably when you get to like 13, 14. Got more vivid memories of then, but I do remember, yeah, going with my dad sitting sort of Compton, Compton Street. So I go in from the turnstile on the left up that bank and, and down. But when I really thought about it earlier, um, sort of more memories did, of that did come back. So, yeah, they, I'd probably say around about that age. Um, but I could, I could be wrong. I could be yeah. wrong. Could have been so, a bit late, a bit earlier. So you'll be kind of a, yeah, late 90s through to like yeah, mid noughties. So it'd be like... A, Chris I, I, Brandon I style say, era. Yeah, Chris Brandon, um, uh, Reeves, that sort of era. I remember, yeah. I remember, yeah, probably like, it was definitely after 97 and the, and the cup run. It would have been probably sort of 98. So I remember going and dropping my dad off in town uh, to go in, 90, in 97. Hmm. Um, we had the flags out the wind, out the sunroof of the car, yeah. but I didn't go, so it would have been definitely after after that. So yeah, probably like 98, 99, mm. early, early, early 1000s, yeah. Yeah. Early 2000s, not thousands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's my, I kind of love that whole kind of Roy McFarland yeah. era. You know, Carlin Cup runs and things like that were just, uh, were just great fun, weren't they? In that whole yeah, obviously they caught up, what year was it, 2004 when we were out on the, was it 2004? It was 2000 and, yeah, it was 2004, was it, when we had the great staying up on the last day of the season? And then was it 2006 Six. that was uh, Carlin Cup run, I think? Yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have been right. It would have been about 15-ish there. And those would go to every, go into those games. They un- unbelievable, the atmosphere in, in the cup. That's sort of when I started going with my mates, probably that, that sort of, that sort of era. And we were on the cup then and, yeah, those those games in that in that cup run, I mean, unbelievable. With obviously Folani was on fire then, wasn't he? And sort of from nothing really, wasn't he? He wasn't he wasn't wasn't didn't really do much. And then that cup run, he, he was on fire, and then then he was off. But yeah, got some good memories standing on the cop uh, cop in that in that cup run. Some that I probably can't I can't uh, I can't say to be honest. But uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, that was unreal. That was. Yeah. It was funny with Caleb Fowler, wasn't it? Because one minute everyone were wanting to release him on a free transfer, and then yeah, and, and then the next minute everyone was up in arms that we'd let him go for half a million. <laughs> yeah, everyone, I remember everyone sort of. Yeah, no one, no one was having him with it at the start, and then all of a sudden he was. That's what happens in football or any sport, and as soon as you start doing well, you're the you're the next best thing, and yeah, he was he was on fire fire in that cup run. So, how much how much football do you actually get to watch when you're uh, kind of watch live when you're playing? Because obviously the, the the they don't overlap too badly sometimes, but they do overlap quite a lot. So you're spending a lot of time playing sport, aren't you? Yeah, the Rather more you're getting probably more and more now. Mm-hmm. 
it overlapping more and more. Was it when did we start this time? Start of August, something like that. Yeah. So obviously we've still got two months of the season left there. So it's around about this time where I start to get to get to go a bit more. Obviously get my holidays out of the way, start of October and and yeah, and now obviously getting back into training uh, start of November, second week of November. So got a lot of free time now. Um, but yeah, it's difficult to get sort of when sometimes like it depends sometimes during the season, the fixtures fall and we, we won't have a game on a Saturday or a Tuesday and, and you can get, but this time it's been, it's been hard without how it's, how it's fallen. But yeah, this is the sort of time every year now where I can, can start getting to get into more and more games really up until probably the start of season next year. Yeah. Because we've got enough, well, not saying nothing on, but we're training the, training the day. So, and then not a weekend, so it makes it easier in, in the winter. But who've yeah. been your kind of favourite players then over the years? Grow, growing up at, when I was at secondary school, Wayne Allison, the chief, the lads lads loved him. Yeah. Um, chief, 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 chief. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all loved him, and um, and then obviously Foley in that cup run. Kevin Hurst, similar sort of time when he was on, he was on loan alone that cup run. Um, Sammy Klingon, that going back to them sort of times. So he was on loan as well, but thought he was a proper player player then. Um, and then moving more to this this sort of era, the last sort of ten years after go with like Morsi, Ryan in in the, in midfield and. Those two together, love, love watching them unreal, and and probably Gary Roberts from from that sort of that sort of era, um, Everett as well. Yeah, so they're the ones I sort of enjoyed watching. Um, probably missed the, the missed the load off there, but the the sort of two good eras, the two best eras that I've seen. Obviously that that cup run and and the. And Cookie's first time time in charge, they were probably my favorite my favorite ones. I think. Oh, Shannon Toyer as well from back in the day. Oh you know? yeah, I loved him. Yeah. In his celebration, did his backflip. Yeah. His backflip, yeah. So yeah, he was he used to love it when he scored. I think purely for the celebration more than mm. anything. When I was when I was that age, but yeah, yeah, uh, they're probably the ones really loved loved Roberts when he was there with Undercut. Uh, left side, left footed, a bit like me. Similar left pegs, I think. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm rubbish. <laughs> do you never, never fancy having a having a game? Then do you ever have a kick about? Played on the pro act in I can't remember. This was like 2014. One of my mates had a, um, you know, when you could, oh yeah, you could like play, hire it out. Yeah, he, he hired it out and played on that. Loved it. Missed a penalty in the shootout as well to <laughs> to lose lose a game, but. Um, but yeah, absolutely love playing on there. We play less and less now. When I was younger, it's all like on on the down low because we're not probably supposed to do it. But um, five aside, um, we used to play all the time in warm ups. But that sort of got kicked into touch now because a few lads were getting were getting uh, getting injured in the warm ups. So the coaches don't really like it. A bit unnecessary. But there are a few teams we've seen the last couple of years. It's starting to come back, so 
hopefully at some stage we'll we'll get football back in warm-ups. It's amazing what happens to the lads in, in the warm-ups. I absolutely love it. But yeah, we, we've not got it at the minute. We just play head tennis, football, head tennis. That's our, our one in the warm-up. They've sort of said, you're allowed to play this because it's not too, there's not any tackles flying in and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit better for injury wise, I think. So, but yeah, I loved it when we played it, play every month, played every morning in the games, but yeah, it's, it's not to be now. So someone asked actually, um, uh, who everyone kind of supports yeah. in your squad. So what kind of mix of fans have you got of, of teams oh, that you've got amongst, amongst you all? You get lads from because you get lads from all over, a bit like football. So you, we've got lads from from like growing up in different places. So obviously you've got Fletch, Luke Fletcher. He's a big Forest fan, like Nottingham born and bred. Samit Patel, same Forest because they're from from round here. Then you've got sort of Lyndon James, born in Worksop, so he's Sheffield United. Um, <clears throat> then you've got like you've got Chelsea fans. Um, Man City my captain was bought he was from Lancashire born in born up that way so he's City um, Man United another lad up from there so it, it sort of varies really I'm probably the the only one who who supports a lower league team really the rest of them are the rest of them are sort of glory hunters really um, <laughs> there's not many I'm trying to think if there's another. Oh, Mansfield lad. fans amongst you then? Well, it should be one of the lads born in. He's played for Knotts' whole career, born in Langworth, so he should be Mansfield, but he's Everton for some reason. So, um, I think he, he used to go to watch Mansfield when he was young, but he's not one of the coaches. Mansfield actually, he he's a Mansfield fan, local 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 man. He he's so he's Mansfield. We always have a little, little bit of a, a ding dong every now and then. But um, yeah, I think I'm the only one who sort of supports a, a lower league team, really. It's, it's um, interesting, yeah. isn't it? I suppose when you have got people from all over the country uh, potentially playing, and but you're all sport mad, you are going to get a real uh, funny mix, aren't you? In all of you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, like one of the lads, he's Chelsea, but brought up in brought up in Shrewsbury. So but it's weird, isn't it? How football works. You you'll watch a game when you're a kid. I know a couple of my one of my mates, one of my mates, lads now, they Man City just because of the players they've got. Watch mm. the World Cup. Yeah. The Euro, sorry, last time round, and they've got obviously Grealish was the one in the last Euros and they thought Kane was going to City. So they were just like, oh, I want to support Man City. <laughs> um, yeah, so, it, but it's mad how, it's mad how it works really. But yeah, there's such a wide, wide sort of mix of, mix of, of team supported. Our um, dressing room attendant who looks after the dressing room and, and various other things, he's county, he's not county. So he's local so uh, start the season every morning when I when I was coming in and we were top and they were like third third or fourth whatever they were at the start every time I walk in upstairs to change room I'd shout into his office I keep looking up Booney but um, obviously 
I'm going to try and avoid him for as long as I can now because he'll Lovely. be shouting the same thing to me. They are annoyingly good at the moment, not to county, yeah. but it all comes before a fall, as we know. Yeah. These things, as we these know, things yeah. change very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly. So I have a few, an odd couple of questions just to kind of finish off. Um, of which Paul Fisher said that there's the trophy named after you and Stan Worthington, both both former Derbyshire players, ex-pupils of Netherthorpe, and they have the current first first uh, eleven um, students, uh, the the current school first eleven playing former students in this annual cricket game for the Slater Worthington Trophy. Is that that kind of fun to have a trophy named after you? <laughs> I don't know if it's if I'm less embarrassed about it now because I've had a half decent career um, so far, but at the time I remember when it got when it got announced and that I was I was I was embarrassed because the Stan Stan Worthington played for England um, back in the day. I can't remember what sort of era he was, but he was Derbyshire, England, and I was like. I think at the time I'd only played sort of handful of games. So at the time I was a bit embarrassed, but that was uh, Mr. Townsend, the, the guy I spoke about um, from, from Netherthorpe, the assistant who ran the cricket, he, he sorted that out. And I think because we're the only two that have ever played first class cricket for, to come from Netherthorpe. So I think that's why that's where it come from. But at the time I remember being proper embarrassed because Stan Worthington had an unbelievable career and played for England and I'd played like three games or something. So at the time it was it was pretty embarrassing. But um now I suppose not not so much because I've I've had been playing for sort of 10 years or so now. So it's not not as bad. But yeah, obviously likes it honor to sort of to have something like that named after you, I suppose. Um so yeah, I can't complain too much. That's cool, a cool thing, yeah. And which uh, which current slash previous town player would you choose to open the batting with? I would have to say past, and only because this has happened. Chris Marples, mm-hmm. um, he was he was we opened the batting a, a few times. Um, we were quite successful as well, really. Um, Obviously, he played for Town and played for Derbyshire, and he was coach at Chesterfield, first team coach at Chesterfield for a for a lot for a long time at the cricket club. Um, and whenever we were sure, he would he would play, um, even though he didn't really want to. He just stood in the slips and couldn't really move in the, when he was in the field. But yeah, I think we played a national a national cup game in Hull somewhere and. I think we both went out and smacked it. I got 100, he got 90 odd. Um, so yeah, I'd say Mark's always enjoyed opening the batting with him and, and what a character. So I was saying from the past, um, don't know, I don't know if anyone would be any good from good now, uh, from, from now, but yeah, I'll have to say, I'll go say Mark's just because it's happened already. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've kind of tested that out then, haven't you? So it kind of makes sense. And he, he did actually say, Chris Marples did say Leeds or Chesterfield. Yeah, well, I didn't know what he was on about, nights out or um, <laughs> or uh, football team. My dad's my dad's Leeds, Leeds fan. Um, That's probably my favourite from then. Yeah, when he was, uh, when I was a kid, he took me there um, as well as, as taking me to 
to town. So yeah, it was. Uh, I think that's where it's coming from. Um, but knowing Marks, he might have been on about nights out as well because he he uh, he does love a he does love a night out or did in, in his in his time. I believe I've heard some good stories about him. Yeah, I'm, say, I'm sure he's experienced both. And as a as a dad of as a dad of a, uh, a couple of young boys in Leeds at the moment, I'm doing my very best to get them to Chesterfield games at the moment to make sure they're not Leeds fans. Uh, but you, you're exactly. quite up against it in this city because it's quite football mad, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds up here, uh, annoyingly. Yeah. How, how are you going on with that? Are you... Uh... All right. He's, uh, the, the other day, uh, I took him to a pre-season game uh, against Bradford, which we won 3-0. Yeah. Uh, and then we went uh, uh, We went last week against Bromley. And, and he said after the game, Jamie Grimes is my favourite player because uh-huh. he has to slide into people to stop people scoring. So... <laughs> I thought, yeah. So, and, and actually, the highlights. I was watching the highlights on on TV the other day, and you went, "That's Shamanga." So, I don't know how after one ninety minute match you can suddenly start to memorise all these names, but he seems to be doing it. Hang on, yeah. sort. So, hopefully, I can hand on the torch. So, what are your hopes then? Finally, what are your hopes for kind of uh, Chesterfield this year? Obviously. I suppose we all just want us to get up somehow, don't we? But how do you think it's going to go? I don't know. I thought at the start, obviously, after the first 10 games, so obviously we were flying. Um, and then having listened to sort of some of Cookie's interviews this week, last week or so, about the about the defence and, and personnel-wise, he wants, wants, some, wants to strengthen on the... Pretty obvious what he was what he was getting at, but I don't know. Um, I would like to think that we'll be up there, and obviously we've seen the lad, the people who tear away at the start. You always get dragged back in the, in this league, don't you? So I think as long as we can we can stay in touch of sort of Wrexham are going to be going to be tough. I'm watching that documentary at the minute, and yeah, yeah. The money they're piling there, and they they. They came on strong after Christmas last year, so as long as you can sort of keep in touch with with the, those two above us, I think you've always got a chance. But yeah, Cookie didn't fill me with too much hope about the, about the defence. Um, after listening to his to his uh, to his interviews this week, so I've always thought that I like Grimes. I thought he was all right, but um, yeah, it looks like he's after a, a few more. So. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that we, we can go up, whether we can go up automatic, automatic with with Wrexham in that in that division with Mullen and Palmer up front. I don't know. So tough one. It's going to be tough. But as I'd a sportsman, like, yeah. uh, like who has just won a title, um, what do you need to? What what do you what would you say the players need to need to be doing? What kind of mindset do they need to have to be able to? get to a top spot and then cling on to it. Is it that all that typical cliche of like, you know, just the next game, <laughs> just the next game, or do you allow yourself to think a bit more forwards? Um, I don't know if it's similar in football than it is in cricket. But I think obviously momentum's massive. Um, for us, obviously, we had the momentum from the previous year and then we started up, we started well at the start of the season. So, 
we were automatic, we were at the top. And then, yeah, we just kept it going sort of throughout the season. Just kept that momentum going and a couple of stages where people got close to us or people went above us. But yeah, we just we just kept the momentum rolling really. And I think if you once you get on a roll, try and stay on a on a roll for as long as long as you can, really. I know it's it's easy to say in in sport, but yeah, I don't think I've got too much to, to too many words of wisdom, really. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird one. I think when you when you win and winning becomes a habit, and so does so does losing. Um, we found that in 2019, 2020, and and the last two years we've had it the other way around. With with found winning easier to sort of come by, but I don't think I've got any any words of wisdom for them. Really, I just just go and do your best, don't you? I think in in all sports or all walk of life, really. So, yeah, whatever happens, happens. But I would like to think that we can we can at least finish in the top three. I think. And I suppose you just hope that it doesn't get to a playoff final <laughs> come next May because you might not be able to go. <laughs> well, no, that's that's the thing. When we've been at Wembley for the Johnston's paint, I got and the the well, it was Johnston's paint back then, wasn't it? But I got lucky those two times, and we we had no game, so I managed to make those. But the deeper it gets into sort, they're always like, usually around April time, so. Yeah, the deeper it gets into the season, it makes it a bit more difficult um, as games come a bit more get more thick and fast. But yeah, hopefully, if that's the case, then hopefully we win. Um, and if I'm not there, then it doesn't really matter, does it? I don't suppose. Yeah, uh, there's still time to get that top spot, and then you can go back to the uh, back to your guy in the, in the dressing room and get yeah. number one. That's that. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the goal, but. <laughs> I don't know with Wrexham in that league. Uh, yeah, too much money, I think. And they'll just spend even more in January. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll put another 300 grand on someone in the, in the, in January, probably. Yeah. Well, well, thanks very much for uh, for coming on. It's been good yeah. to have a chat and we'll, uh, we'll see you at the matches, no doubt. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Thanks, cool. mate.